Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Yeah, I'm back with my mic. It's all good. How's your week been? Um, yeah, it's been quite pleasant, actually, this week. It doesn't feel as manic as it has been or feeling that I need to be super duper productive because I, I haven't been out and about and therefore working from home all the time this week. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been nice because I've been able to um, schedule some time in just to think, really, which has been oh. a real bonus. So, good week. What about yours? Yeah, very good. Well, I'm hoping for a week like that next week because I can completely control my time because I'm working remotely, working from home. Um, this week has been the second hybrid week on the trot. So where I broke my mic in the back of the boot <laughs> last week, which is why I sounded like I was underwater, um, that's all been fixed. But yes, I've been out on client site um, yesterday. So yeah, it's interesting. And, I'm, and, and what was interesting, Debs, is the question that everyone was talking about when they arrived and after was have a good drive, hope your drive's going to be okay. And, and there was all about the journey. I mean, people have always sort of talked about traffic as they've walked in, but for those people that are kind of in the first throes of hybrid working, it's all about the journey, you know, and how it's been and what kind of, uh, what, what what's the dog up to at home, you know, if there's no one there in the house. So it's been interesting, not only myself personally to have that experience, but to see the stresses that it caught, that it puts on people um, as we're kind of working our way through this new in-out kind of working geography. So, you know what, Law, some of the, you know, what does this mean for us if we're hybrid working or working from home more than we find ourselves normally doing is that the Mental Health Foundation have found that 74% of adults have felt so stressed at some point over the last year that they felt really overwhelmed and unable to cope with what's going on in their life. And Forbes have reported that um, 69% of employees are experiencing some form of burnout symptoms whilst working from home. And I think, as we said on our last pod, you know, people, this hybrid working, working from home, working remote, working wherever we can is is not going to go away. So it's, you know, it's going to continue to, you know, 2022 and beyond. And I think that mind-body connection that we have to you know, have to sort of take into account is really real and has a huge impact on our well-being at every single level. So it's, you know, how can we ensure that, you know, we are looking after ourselves well um, and also managing ourselves when we are working in the right way that's going to help us? I mean, our focus for this month has been about hybrid working and stress. Yeah. And the particular element we're bringing to this conversation is around this new technology and this kind of new requirement that we might have yeah. for having new tech etiquette. So it's like we need a new phrase, the techiquette. <laughs> it's the new kind of rules and guidelines and principles. So what would be great is to hear from you apply a mind-body link with, um, to this particular scenario. So... I was with a, um, a couple of sessions this week, actually, talking about how um, stressful it is if you are there logged in on a live virtual Teams meeting, let's say, or Zoom meeting, but you're trying to field off multiple messages that are coming through on your device or your laptop, and you're sort of there trying to be present, virtually present, you know, on the meeting, but you're also trying to be cognitively present, thinking through all these kind of problems and stuff. And actually, is this the opportunity of um, to, to set some boundaries? 
boundaries and to set some new etiquettes for, for example, if you can see that someone has got that camera red um, mark against their name and that means they're in like a live meeting, leave them alone. Don't interrupt them. You know, if you saw someone was in a physical boardroom, you'd have to think twice before you just went in and, you know, had a chat with someone. It would be a formal interruption. So is there an opportunity to uh, have a think about do we interrupt each other or not? Do we just schedule in someone's slip in a meeting in their calendar in the only bit of downtime you can see that person has? What actually is our responsibility to use this technology, which is so easy come, easy go, but you end up with a frazzled human in the middle of all of that trying to cope? Yeah, and and I think that's that bit that feeds into the feeling that we have to be seen to be productive again. And, you know, when working from home, we have this blurring of lines, which we've spoken about before and goes back to your boundaries as well. But, you know, this feeling that we have to be working 10 times harder than we would normally, but also this ability to recognise what's going on for other people as well, I think is really key. And being able to sort of notice, if you like, as you said, be responsible for you, think about your approach, think about what your doing to maybe help your colleague who may actually be struggling with having to cope with that work-life balance or having to juggle loads of different things online, virtual, whatever it might be. So I think that bit is, um, you know, how do we spot the signs sooner that it's becoming too much for us to cope with? Yeah. Typical things that I'm I'm uh, hearing, and I know within our team we've talked about it as well, is being in so many, for example, WhatsApp groups and just the constant notifications that are then coming through. So is part of that new tech etiquette sorting out your notifications? Do you need to streamline some of the groups that you're part of? Because you couldn't attend five meetings at once in a real world when you're in the office. It has to work linear. So what does that then mean in terms of that kind of etiquette for using technology in terms of where you're present? And otherwise you just spread all over the place, you know, and which can then sort of stress out. So I think with the, um, how, how do we kind of set that on and off with our technology? Do you, for example, need to turn off notifications? We know that, but if it's bugging you throughout the time you're supposed to be there, you know, concentrate on one thing that's really important, then that can create stress within within ourselves. Um, I, 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 the response that happened when someone said, you do know there's an auto respond on WhatsApp, don't you? We all kind of went, what? And apparently on business WhatsApp, they've just introduced this tool that you set when you're out of WhatsApp hours are, and it will send an auto message to anyone that responds to you in that moment saying, I'm out of the office, I'll reply back tomorrow. Because the challenge a lot of us have is we're using some of these technologies to keep our personal and our family information stream going. But so whilst I'm there messaging, you know, my sister or something, oh, I'll quickly knock out a few ones to clients. And then suddenly you're in full work mode, you know, when you should be kind of winding down in the evening. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why we have to look after our, you know, both our mental, our physical, our emotional and our spiritual well-being and doing it well so that we can have this balance, you know, so that, you know, rather than avoid the fact that in the past and you know I did some research around this and the history lesson around this was amazing that you know Ooh, if you tell like, us Debs tell, tell us tell you what the history is yeah, are you ready now so, history. Um, yeah. yeah so what the, what I found out was and I had no idea about this I hadn't even clocked it but you know up until during the 17th century if you like um um, up at, well, so I should say, really, uh, probably about 300 years ago, everything was connected with the mind and the body. So people um, would treat the whole person. And it was only in the mid, sort of mid 17th century that when the Western world got involved, they started to separate those two things out. 
So they started to look at it as your body being a bit of a machine that can be replaced with bits if it needed to. So a lot of, I mean, obviously that advanced surgery and all that lovely stuff that happens today, right? But it actually forgot the bit around the emotional and the mental um, health and of our minds, really. So what they tried to do was then think, well, let's get involved with tech. And then what we did was we brought it back, thankfully, from the 20th century. People started to change again and look at that mind and body connection. Um, and that how it is such a complex link of different things that fire into our body, fire into our minds, that it we have to look at that person as a whole person. So if we're feeling stressed, for example, which is obviously seen as, um, in some cases, as more of a mental problem, it has got some medium and immediate long-term effects, if you like, on um, how we therefore feel and the impact it can have on our body. So if we don't recognise those signs that we're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or feeling anxious about something, then you know our body will tell us. And therefore, there is this link. So if we can look after our mind as well as our body, then actually we can live a more healthy life. So Working from the way we're working at the moment, as you said, thinking about what's our tech etiquette or techette or whatever we, whatever it's going to be called, there are some things that we need to consider to set ourselves up well. So, like, is our is our home office space wherever we're using is it is it good for us? Um, because that if it's not, that will impact on our mental health as well. So we've got to think about all these things to make sure that we have a good setup at home and be able to draw the line when we shut the door on our work or close the laptop down and don't go back to it. So like you said, notifications, um, you know, making sure you're using them well, I think they're all going to help us um, to be able to look after ourselves better. Give me a practical example, Debs, of that mind-body link. So let's say I'm there and I'm working on a meeting. Uh, so I'm there, you know, live in a meeting, participating. I'm waiting for my turn to do my little bit of presentation. So I'm already a little bit pumped up. And then I get five notifications that bleep through on my phone. Just just give us then, in that moment, what happens to a human when you're there at your desk, hunched over <laughs> with, you know, your, your fingers crippled by repetitive mouse movements. So just, just give us an overview viewers right in that moment where would that mind body link be apparent yeah so i think if you ever felt if you like more your stomach tighten for instance so you might have a sense of feeling anxious that you're on a call but you've got as you said five or ten messages are pinging away at you um then that that connection with the stomach tightening with the feeling of anxiety you're actually experiencing that mind body connection so that because of what's happening, that's the connection that's going on for you. So we can actually see that um, it does impact. One thing will impact on the other. And we've got to notice that to be able to manage ourselves well so that we don't feel as anxious because of that. Yeah. Do you know, Debs, you just reminded me, there have been three events this year where we've been involved in big hitting events, thousands of people that are on it, and we're either running something in a break, doing some kind of exercise, or, you know, one of the, you know, the main sort of events of it. And you can see the sheer panic on those poor tech people where the live stream's gone down just before it's about to start, you know, or the link has had to be changed because it's kind of warped overnight or something. And I think the, the, the bit that is the 2020 one new bit is we're kind of in a physical environment you've mm -hmm. got fellow people around you going it's okay and they give you a yes. hug after going cool you smashed <laughs> it what is happening is if you are running that and you're working remotely at home you're on your own 
you're there in your house with your tummy in bits, your head ex- about to explode, thinking, oh my God, you know, <laughs> although this is virtual, this emotion don't feel virtual right now. This feels very real. And you're sort of processing that all on, and experiencing that all on your own. And that, I think, is one of the really interesting new challenges of hybrid working is we might be connected online and experiencing this kind of scenario together but the pressure I'm feeling is on my own solo there's not that immediate teamwork or that neighbor next to me with whom can help discharge those stressful emotions you're there on your own yeah, you are. And, and, you know, that happened to me today. I was running some videos on a, a Zoom session as well. And I'm thinking I can hear it. But somebody went, put their hand up in the room and said, can't hear it. Like I'm going, oh, my God. And then you suddenly go into that, as you said, that panic mode to go and fix it. Um, and I know we're seasoned facilitators, Law, but even that can sometimes sort of send you off track. So it was the ability oh, yeah. then to I mean, to the go... worst one, Debs, the worst one is where we were, be, we were running like that kind of big disco thing, you know, oh, and we yeah. had our professional you know dancer kind of there ready to run it and then they lost their feet and there was that awful moment of oh my god am I gonna have to pretend that I'm a yoga dance instructor (laughs) you know it was that moment of well the show's got to go on you know and and kind of what do you do but in a real world event you'd have known with a couple of hours to go if that person wasn't gonna sort of turn up when you are solely reliant on that wi-fi and of course they turned up because it's us but in that moment there was a wobble around the wi-fi and there was that, as I said, that heart stopping moment of, am I going to have to run a yoga dance routine <laughs> with a couple of thousand people when it's quite obvious I'm making it up as I go along? And, you know, as you said, we're seasoned facilitators, but I don't think I could palm myself off as a personal trainer, I have to say. Yeah, no, you're right. That's pushing your foxy ability to the to the limit, right? Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And I think that's the bit where we need to think about and check in with ourselves actually, um to make sure that we are, you know, looking after ourselves because when we think about the impact um that this could be having on us and maybe is having on people is that we're creating maybe these unhealthy habits as well which don't help. You know, we're not necessarily getting out and about as much as we are. Um, you know, as we said, there could be some changes in mood or increase in anxiety. So it's thinking about, you know, what can we do to notice that? And the biggest thing that I probably completely underestimated was this bit around the changes in the sleep patterns. Um, and researchers said that three out of the four of us have not been sleeping as well um, as since since we've been working from home, which is mad, especially as sleep is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. So, you know, we have to think about how do we switch off that from that tech world so that we are present in that moment, we are resting our bodies and our minds rather than having it on alert all the time. Yeah, and actually just thinking about that, about sleep, just recalling about how, um, what the the couple of teams that I've been sort of physically in with recently, who are working hybrid, so a couple of days in, three days at home, that seems to be kind of quite a common for a number of companies at the moment, worry about next day's journey, keeping people up awake at night. So let's say I'm in on a Tuesday and a Thursday, that Monday night sleep, worrying about the journey, um, whether it's driving, using public transport, whatever. And then, um, yeah, and that actually just 
disrupting sleep. So that that was quite interesting about worrying about the change in location and what it means to get there. And depending on whether people are worried about their day in or their day out, I guess impact could potentially impact that, you know, the kind of the night before. So that was interesting in that the, the next day implications are people are saying, God, I'm really tired, I didn't sleep very well last night. Whereas had it been a full run of all five days in an office or all five days working from home, then there is that pattern that just then builds up. There's less kind of, um, uh, kind of there's less kind of change that you have to prepare for. Mm, yeah, and I think that's that other bit, isn't it? Is if you're saying I'm going into the office on these three days, the other thing that's sort of emerging is people are now worrying about well, who's going to be in the office? You know, is it going to be the person that I want to be in the office with? So that's causing more anxiety and stress. So whilst it's good to be working three days a week, you may be in the office. There's we're adding extra pressure on that. So those boundaries that we have are, are being impacted massively, um, and you know we need to explore that a little bit more. Yeah. And linking this back to kind of new tech etiquette, I guess to channel the worlds of uh, uh, Mickey Flanagan, you know, when I'm in, I'm in, when I'm out, I'm out, you know, and I'm either online, online, or I'm offline, offline. And, you know, what's it going to be? Because if I've got continually both half, you know, both halves on the go, you know, I'm there sitting physically in the office, but I'm also running all sorts of different virtual things at the same time. That's like having two jobs, you know, that's going to stress even the most capable um, people out every now and then. So this kind of link between these new technologies to be able to be contacted anytime, anywhere, we've always known this. So this isn't brand new, but the brand new bit is we're now got these two different geographies. And so with that, then, is there a requirement to just tighten up some of those principles and those ground rules and from an interruption point of view does there need to be a new rule put in if if you know if someone is in a virtual meeting we don't interrupt them with incessant messaging you know and and kind of just leave them to be able to concentrate calendar who owns whose calendar do i just am i able to just run free and book out your time without any of your permission or do we have some set rules increasingly businesses we're working with in all different sectors are having these um meeting free hours you know so lunchtime is lunchtime and we don't just booking things so that's been interesting to see how there's more and more of these new all user um, kind of guidelines that are needing to be put in place and um, time corridors so if then in your virtual day you're find you're working from home day let's say or remote day you're finding you're more tired then do you need to get an equivalent of the corridors back in so back to what we talked about on a a, re, a recent um podcast around the new default times of 25 minutes and 55 minutes to give yourself that little corridor of time yeah, no, that's a good one. And I think that bit around, you know, reminding yourself that your life work balance is really important um, and that you do need that downtime. As you said, as Mickey Flanagan said, as you said, you're either in or you're out. It's one of those. And I think we need to sort of apply that logic, if you like, to um, ourselves to make sure that we're getting that downtime that we need. Um, so we we can stay healthy and we can create spaces um, and have that line between work and home. If we're at home, you know, we can sort of have those spaces that we can work well in um, so that we're getting the best out of it. And I think also that bit of getting up and moving around if you're at your desk all day. I mean, this is even if you're in the office, I think, um, you know, we get into the habit of um, sitting at our desks all the time, whereas actually getting up and moving and, you know, I know 
know we've done some team stuff where we've got people doing some chair yoga or dance routines so that, you know, the the more collaboration we can get with teams, working well, doing things that are maybe different, just again increases the energy, changes the state of somebody, mental and physical, and just makes you feel better. So that activity can really help. And and uh, uh, wheeling it back again to tech, you know, physically, what's the kit that you then need? So you know, you're 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 ergonomically as set up as best as possible, not hunched over. And I can't thank you enough for um, the nudge to get a sit up, stand up desk. I mean, it's just been life changing. Yeah, <laughs> it it really is. So gosh, that was that was just fantastic, and it has transformed how it feels. You know, to sort of be at the desk all day long. The fact that you can stand up in the afternoon, it just kind of feels so much more kind of energized. Give us a few tidbits in terms of that mind-body link. So from someone who has got, you know, a proportion of their working week based at home, what might be some food food for thought? Now, most of us have got a fair idea as to where our um, home versus office, how that balance is likely to be for the next couple of months. And maybe that sets for the next year and beyond. So now we've got a bit more of a more, more of an idea about kind of where physically we're going to be working. Now might be a time to get yourself sorted. So what would be some food for thought for someone who is thinking, yeah, hybrid is here to stay. I think there's opportunity for me to de-stress and optimise how I'm doing it. What would be some suggestions? Yeah, so my suggestions, which a bit of actions as well, really, is maintain that steady routine, making sure you're breaking it up um, through the day so you're creating new habits that are going to help. Um, I think yeah, anything that gets you moving, any form of exercise during the day can also help. Um, you know, even if it's just a 10 minute walk outside in nature, which is always good for us, you know, it actually you know, boosts our serotonin levels as well, which is good, um, which is what we need. And I think that bit around making sure if you've got free time, how are you going to use it? And consciously think about what you're going to do to, if you like, enable to support your mental, physical and emotional health so that you can do something that maybe isn't work-related and it's something that's just for you. Um, And I know some of the coaching people that I I work with, you know, we might go and combine all of that, even though that's they think it's not work for me because I love what I do, right? But walking and talking is a great way of just changing your state, both physically and mentally, as we said, so that you can... Be, live healthier and feel much better about it rather than just hunched over your desk with tech neck um, because you're like hunched over and you, you know, you've got this back going on, poor posture, your eyesight's getting worse. You know, that's not a good look. So how do we change that? <laughs> Nor is it by having a developing claw hand because no. you've got this kind of <laughs> dreadful mouse. So I think, you know, get yourself sorted with the ergonomics of kind of just to make your own environment, you know, technic, I love it. Um, here's something I picked up um, about from an optometrist about um, giving your eyes a break because you were saying earlier on on a session about how our eyes are kind of getting a battering. It was just as you said there, right? you know, in terms of staring at this screen. I was raised in the time where you were told off as a kid for sitting too close to the TV because you get square eyes. You know, now all of us are there working closer to a screen that you would never, you know, be allowed to sit out in front of a TV. So the impact that's having on our eyes is uh, becoming more and more apparent. So optometrists recommend the 20-20-20 exercise. Every 20 minutes, you look away from the screen and you do a soft focus on something that is 20 feet away for 20 seconds. So every 20 minutes, look away from the screen and just look at something that is out the window if you're lucky enough to have a window kind of in your viewpoint and just look 
some, something else for 20 seconds just to give your brain a break from not relentlessly staring at that screen throughout the whole day. Because on the hybrid days when you're, work, when, you, when you're working from home in your hybrid week, you're probably looking at a screen far more than you are then when you're in the um, physical office because there's more other things to kind of look at. So that might be something that, well, a few people are saying in various chat room commitments, I'm going to do that because we get people to do that live on the session. And, you know, you can just see it's a tiny little action, but just in that moment, it could could mean the difference between just charging a bit of stress from your eyes being irritated and it just feeling a little bit more of an energising working day. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what we just need to think about what's going to work for us, because that will definitely connect our mind and body as one and look after our whole selves, really, which is important. Yeah. So let's do a call to action. So this um, uh, discussion has been all about stress, hybrid working in particular. Is there an opportunity to set some new tech etiquettes, given that we are the first generation of working adults this universe has ever seen, who are now looking at potentially permanent ways of working that are different than maybe how we might have planned, you know, just even 18 months ago, you know, when everything was just so new with all of that. So what would your call to action be in terms of working well with the goal to reduce stress and increase enjoyment? Yeah, I think... um do some positive visualisation. That's really good because what that does is it bypasses our logical our, or our illogical mind um, by tapping into our whole selves, as we said, So and also our emotions. So it can automatically relax all of our body systems. So positive visualisation, which can take you three minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you like, just closing your eyes and positively looking and visualizing a nice happy place something you want to go to you know so that you can absolutely feel the calmness you know sort of coming over you as you're you know you're just relaxing and visualizing this positive mind space thoughts feelings and it's just really good for you oh lovely and my share the secret would be um twofold if you're currently working in an organization and it's been allowed to get ever so busy like it almost feels like you're from a data point of view working right next to the m25 and just whenever you're there at your desk you have just got noise and traffic beeping through so maybe share this with some people that you work with to um just raise awareness of that might have been okay for the crisis with this but as a long term that potentially is going to kind of frazzle out a little bit. So my first share of the secret would be, if as an organisation it's all very noisy at the moment, then... Um who, who who might who might be worthwhile kind of tapping up and just getting a bit of a consideration around new tech etiquette and then the second share of the secret would be think of someone who you know at the moment who you really care about them and you want them to be happy and healthy but they're looking like they're a little bit under it at the moment and sometimes when we're feeling overwhelmed we lose that assertiveness to sort of say actually I think I need some things to change get them to listen to this and to join the dots up as you said between that mind and body if it's annoying you now, <laughs> wait, until you've had, wait until you've had five years more of it. Now is the time to assert some of those changes around how we use technology, for example, just one of yeah. those things in hybrid working. Definitely. I love that, Law. And I look forward to seeing you next week as well. Yeah. And you've got me thinking, I want to book you in for a coach and swim. Oh, that would be different. <laughs> <laughs> 
helps your triathlon, right, Law? Oh, 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 yeah. It's just that it's actually stressing me out a little bit at the moment now because when it was when it was T minus fourteen weeks, it all felt like high japes. Now it's T minus nine weeks. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to convert that positive visualization. Positive visualization, Law. Do it. Love you. Yeah. Love you. See you next week. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Insta at secretsfromacoach. 